Hello and welcome to the Scott and Paul show. I really need to work on the intro. This is episode whatever. Scott. Friday the 13th. Kickstarter. I forgot where this is. This is a... Uh, Presently, what? it's moved to 2017. It's already been delayed. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, their goal is... This is Lexington, Kentucky. It's actually somewhat local. Uh, uh, their pledge is... Seven hundred thousand dollars, twenty-four days to go. They are up to four hundred sixty-four thousand dollars. Oh, they're going to get it. I'm well, going to donate a few bucks. The problem is they already screwed up. They, they're doing this on Kickstarter. If they did this on Indiegogo, they actually get to keep the money. I think if they don't make it, right? Kickstarter, they have to give all the money back. So they already screwed up. So what do you think? Um, the concept of this game, as far as I know, is it's multiplayer only. No, no um, single-player mode. This it's a uh, misogynistic, male rights activist, power fantasy, rape culture. So, so you're behind this 100%. You, you, out, of, out of the 7,131 backers, you're... Three. <laughs> It'll be 32 or 33. Um... Yeah, I mean, as long as I get to hack up men and women, then it's cool, you know. So, uh, yeah, uh, I know they promised like fantastic kills and stuff. Um, I think it'd be, I just think it's really cool that I remember years ago that was it was it Splatterhouse or was there an old Atari Friday the Thirteenth, or was it Texas Chainsaw Massacre on Atari? There was a big controversy way back, obviously, on the twenty six hundred that you got to play as the bad guy it was either jason or leatherface the only jason game i know of was on the nintendo 60 okay then it must have been leatherface and uh there was this huge controversy banned video games all that crap you know how it goes Mm. and uh here's an idea vote with your wallet but anyways um the uh it's kind of cool that you know here we are 30 years later and you know we're finally getting the game where you get to be that guy i mean you haven't got to be we got to be the horror movie. I mean, Mortal Kombat doesn't really count to me because you get to be Freddy and Jason and the Predator and all that in those. And I think it's the only one, but I think it's pretty cool. You finally get to be Jason in a Crystal Lake setting, hacking up stupid teenagers. So that sounds great to me. Um, yeah, I like how they just automatically assume that it's going to be on. PlayStation and Xbox, it's it's not that easy. No, nah, but that'd be their primary goal because that'd be their widest audience. Yeah, getting it on PC is easy, but uh, must have made a mobile version, which would suck, most likely. I don't know. I could see like an endless runner where, like, uh, you could swipe to because you don't really have to dodge obstacles as Jason and like. You hack the little teenager's head off. <laughs> yeah, I, I I do like classic Jason and and not um super monster Jason. I don't be a DLC, guarantee it. Paid, yeah. You get like uh, what was it? What do you have on his head? A pillowcase in one of them, or a feed bag, or something? Well, that was uh, I guess yeah. if you want to get technical, that is classic Jason. But they're going with the um more. That was overshadowed when the hockey mask came out. Yeah, but I'm, yeah, that, well, that blew yeah, that I'm out of the water. 
normal hockey mask, Jason, not a super cyber cyber uh, nano. Well, yeah, well, I mean, like a uber powerful ultra, Jason. This is more like a Friday the Thirteenth, like four and five type, Jason. Like you can knock him down. Yeah, you. Yeah, this Jason. Yeah, you you can slow him down. In in the later ones, you couldn't even hardly slow him down without a freaking Mack truck or something. Yeah, this is more. Not, I see no, what you're saying now. Jason takes Manhattan kind of. Though seven was pretty badass. I did like seven. I like seven. seven I like and seven. Yeah. Um. Well, I like five's okay. Not really. I like all of them, but five and eight. I didn't I really like the, Jason goes to hell either. The fact that there is no single-player campaign, this, uh, I don't know. Yeah, that crap is getting old. I don't know. I mean, how hard is it to just have some objectives? Give me six missions with a couple, with some sort of reward, achievements, slash trophies, whatever, where I can just, like, you know, resist their attacks or avoid their attacks and stalk them down through the woods and kill them and have your own little tied-up story. Yeah, but these people are only going for seven thousand dollars. So now, but they, they like, went, yeah, but they went low because they. This is a very. At least it's an Unreal Engine, Unreal Engine Four. So the good thing is they got all the right people behind them. I mean, they got a, uh, ask Sean Cunningham and Kane Hodder and everybody. So. Would you like no cap with Kane Hodder? That'd be awesome. Who knows? I'm I'm intrigued. Um, um, Owen, he's seven and he's he's like yes. So I don't know about that one. That might be a little bit too far even for my taste, but we'll see. He likes playing with Jason on Mortal Kombat X. So uh, yes. Um, Kane Hodder is the mocap and stunt coordinator. Game on. <laughs> awesome. Of course, he's about half crippled. So. Well, that's Jason. What the hell? He doesn't Jason really have to do a lot. half crippled, I guess, right? Yeah. He's a rotting corpse. Yeah. What if the movies are everyone? Hey, that reminds me. We need to look up after this when the, what's going on with the movie that we talked about on a podcast a few months back. So, but that's enough Friday Thirteenth movie or game. No, so, yeah. I'm excited. It'll probably be shit, but I'm excited if it gets made. If it gets made, they should have went with Indiegogo, but um, that might they may make it. I don't know. Uh, on to Steam. Um, Gamespot did an article a couple days ago on. Here's why Valve won't put ads on Steam. In short, Valve said shit don't work. So, unlike um, PlayStation uh, and Xbox, who plaster, especially Xbox, yeah. ads all over the front of their pages on consoles, um, Valve said that shit don't work. So, you're not going to get it on Steam. So it doesn't work from a technical point of view, or it doesn't work as generating sales? Generating sales. Ah, okay. Yeah, I just perused that article really quick and didn't catch it. That's a uh, wow. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't really buy that answer. Shit, you give me a good price on something that's on the screen. I'm looking. You know. So. 
Well, um, quote, we don't see a case for that ever. Ah, fuck, hold on. Quote, we don't see a case for that ever getting user value. Uh, he said when asked if a product like Doritos might ever be advertised on Steam. Um, oh, so we don't do it. I don't think. Shut, shut the fuck up, Scott. I'm reading. It's very difficult. I've had a car wreck. See, now I've lost my place. So you and just you have to go out and read it yourself. Scott won't shut up. He, he has no so mercy apparently they're not. We're not talking about advertising fucking game sales, which I was about to go. Like, that shit's already on there. But yeah. advertising products like fucking BMWs and Doritos and Mountain Dew and all the bro foods. In, in short, he, he's saying that you're not going to see consumer ads on there. The only thing you're going to see is stuff about games. They're working on algorithms to help you actually find good sales for games on Steam and sales and things that will want help you find better games on Steam, not products that you're not going to give a shit for. Yeah, except the Valve's in the business of making money, and with yeah. was there 125 million users worldwide and growing. If they wanted to sell a 250 by 250 pixel space that wasn't even a video, just a pic of a Doritos bag, fucking Doritos would drop that cash in a heartbeat. Yeah, many companies would. Yeah, Steam doesn't want that crap. Well, that's cool. That's cool. So, you know, the investors or the, uh, the people in the uh, upper echelons of Steam say, man, you know what? We can make some fat cash off of that. So I expect <laughs> someday we'll see it. And they, they also kind of have the same mindset that Steve Jobs has about putting other products on their boxes. It's not going to happen. True. There's that. I guess that, that's, that's a possibility. So, at the very least, I think we'll see ads before we see Half Life Three. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> uh, so, Scott, I understand there's um, a lack of bug hunts last week, and well, this is your segment. I found a couple. Some people may say these are not bug hunts, but um, Scott, take over. If it's not conducive to a irritation-free or potential pitfall in a gaming experience, I think I'm going to classify those as bugs. Um, until well, dawn, five one might not necessarily be a bug hunt, but no. Um, well, I do like the fact that the multiplayer patch won't even fit on the actual game. Yeah, Halo Five. Um, yeah, I mean. They used all that disk space for you know online co-op. Apparently, since you can't do split screen anymore, um, that's insane. But that's another that's another topic. Yeah, the multiplayer update wouldn't fit on a disk, <laughs> so they got to put it on the uh, uh, another download. So nine gigabytes to download the multiplayer part of the game. Eh, okay, I'm I'm tracking, but I mean. It's aggravating for me in my area because I kind of have to monitor my internet traffic a little bit unless I just want to dump money on. I mean, if I want to pay an extra $10 for for the gigabytes, you know, I think it's every 50 gigs is another 10 bucks. Um, I mean, if something goes streaming in the house, I mean, I'm basically paying extra money to watch fucking YouTube. So, I mean, and downloading patches, I, sh I shouldn't. 
it's just aggravating to think I have to pay you to, to have patches, possibly, or I have to limit something else later. Um, I understand that people ought to pay their fair share as far as Sunlink goes or bandwidth, even though there's data out there that says bandwidth isn't even primarily consumed by residential. It's more business because um, you got 400 people in a 500-person office building in Manhattan uh, fucking playing fantasy football and streaming YouTube 28 hours a day. So I don't know. We're picking up the bill for the corporations as usual. Um, but that bounces back to Halo. Uh, I mean, do they not have dual layer or triple layer Blu-rays at this point? I mean, Halo is going to sell like gangbusters. It, if they spend a few extra cents of this, they're still going to make a crap ton of money. So, I mean, it's going to sell five or six million copies in its lifetime. Maybe more. So, eh, it is what it is. I mean, everything's day one patch this, day one patch that. Hell, if you're a person that buys more than a few games in a month, you can eat up your freaking data just with the patches and shit. So, of course, you might be one of the fortunate souls that lives in some place that doesn't have freaking data caps because, you know, you don't have a company that's a freaking monopoly in the area for cable internet. Sunlink's our only option here. So, as of right now, suck. Comcast is, our area doesn't have it, but they're starting to roll out the options. Mm-hmm. I think right now it's in some places it's um, I forgot what they call it, but they're they don't call it a data cap, but it is a data cap. But you have the option. Uh, you can pay thirty five dollars extra a month, and we won't charge you a data cap. <laughs> if you don't charge me a data cap, I will start pirating shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> basically. Yeah. Um, so I don't yeah, pirate it's, now. It's you an extra ten dollars for every yeah. gig that you go over. But if you pay us an extra thirty-five dollars every month, on top of your normal seventy dollars a month, then you have unlimited data. I don't know. What a ripoff, huh? Yeah, there was a conversation I saw on uh, a website the other day about. They were talking about um, some guy was saying it true Halo fans will play Halo 5 no matter what, and that uh, it shouldn't matter that there's not split-screen co-op, and you're not a real fan if you don't want to buy the new Halo 5 because it doesn't have split-screen co-op. And it's just kind of segueing into this. Um, and I got I made the comment on the forum. I said, well, I said, man, I said, you know, true fan, yeah, huge fan of Halo. You know, the, the experience of Halo 1, uh, I can probably name eight or nine people I've played through that game with. Uh, Halo 2, probably five or six. And again, for Halo 3, another five or six. And the Halo 4 and Reach, uh, I played through with my... Uh, or Halo 4, I played through with my seven-year-old. I can't remember. Reach have split-screen co-op? I don't know. Eh, Reach is Reach. So anyways, um, yeah, it does. So, but that's been, that's been a huge component of it for me. I mean, I, I enjoy the single-player part. And uh, his argument was like, uh, well, you know, then you must not like the story. Well, yeah, if I'm immersing myself in the story and I have a family member or a buddy that is a good friend of mine, somebody I care about, and we're immersing ourselves together, then, you know, we're the ones smashing a covenant. We're the ones, you know, finding the artifact and, and stopping the flood and all that stuff. So I don't know. I think it, it, it for some people it enhances it. For some people they don't care, and it's fine. But I think I think a lot more people play the split screen 
than this guy was given credit for. Um, and then they kind of cracked off with the support to developers. Well, you're just crappy because you don't support the developers. I don't know the developers of anything. I think he's, he's Not a probably thing. He's probably one of those twenty-year-olds who's grown up on internet only, not online co-op. Couch co-op, I guess. That's Couch co-op, yeah, yeah. So. And I like the online co-op. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I've played through that a time or two on a few of the games with people, but I much prefer that about the or my wife even or my son sitting there with me, you know. Eating freaking Doritos and Mountain Dew, being bros. I mean, that's that's yeah, but that's fun. That's, that's not the future, though. No, it's and, not. And and even Nintendo's starting to. But these the consoles now this can't really handle split screen, so that's that's. Well, that was part of the thing. Well, yeah. you know, we don't want the graphics to suffer. Basically, there's no split screen because more graphics. You know, yeah, what they do. 60 it's frames a second. Down. Well, it might go from 30 frames a second down to 15 frames a second. Dial it back. Most games have dynamic uh, FPSs anyways. Hardly any of them have a fixed one. That's rare. So yeah. just dial it back for that mode. You know, your guys playing online co-op are going to be on the freaking internet bragging the freaking hell out of the graphics. It's not going to make a difference. And that's that's just something the industry, I think, I think the... Was it Major Nelson said there was a, a statistic from their data they gathered that not that many people took advantage of um, split screen co-op? I, I just I don't believe that. You know, everybody I've ever spoken to has talked about playing all the Halos on a couch or in recliners with their friends. But anecdotally, that's my view because maybe that's just maybe only people in Mason, West Virginia, play freaking Halo co-op. On the couch. I must yeah, be well, wrong. Yeah, he. I say his numbers are probably greater than yours. His research is. I would say so, but I'd say his spin factor is about a million times more than mine too. I don't. I don't buy it. Am I saying? Um, am I saying he's factually wrong? No, but I don't. I. I don't believe it. I. I a healthy dose of skepticism. I say he's he. Uh, mm, per. <laughs> well, I say when you're looking at a factor of millions compared to hundreds i say i would go with his research and screw couch co oh, yeah absolutely if yeah. if the research if the data supports what he's saying absolutely cut it out it's not worth the development cost yeah um but i don't buy that i'm just very skeptical of that answer i'm 99 the positive that's false based on a gut feeling i just it just is but that's that's based on my perceptions of what I've seen as a gamer since the series launched. So, but again, the thread went hot for 20 pages and he was pretty much the only one that said he did not in fact play split screen, but that's just one form statistically insignificant, but other people have had the same experiences. So healthy dose of skepticism. What it was, was he didn't say that until after there was an uproar which is even more evidence that more people played it than what they thought, or maybe they were just hearing a loud vocal minority. Mm, um, but it wasn't until after there was a controversy that he came out and said, well, the data doesn't support that. Well, okay. Bullshit. That's what I say. Sorry. Or maybe is, is it the 30 year olds who are bitching about it and the 20 year olds who are like, I don't care. Probably that's a possibility too. You know, we grew up in a era where, 
there was no online gaming, or if there was, you was. Well, there was, but for, it, yeah, there was, started. but I mean, you had a you had a computer that cost twenty five hundred dollars in nineteen eighty five. You know, if you were online gaming, you know, I mean, up until what Dreamcast. Dreamcast was the first one. Was was fifty six k unless you had to go out and buy a separate DSL yeah. broadband. Well, the Saturn had Netlink. I forgot about that. There was Netlink for Saturn, um, which reminds me, there's a super rare Daytona USA Saturn game. It's like worth a thousand dollars. It's a Netlink edition. But yeah, there was Netlink on that, but it, and then there's Sega Channel. But I don't think could you play those games two player with somebody else? I don't think so. I vaguely remember Sega Channel. So I mean, there was online gaming. Um, yeah, no, no. Japan had more of it. I mean, the Super Nintendo had that download service, but I don't think you could really play that with was other satellite people. Satellite only in America. Yeah, satellite only. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, I mean, there was the Saturn had a little bit, and then it got pretty decent, especially considering it was on 56k for the Dreamcast. Because that's what I played on 56k, and I had a lot of great matches of Quake Three Arena. Um, Depending on your ping. Yeah, yeah, but I had I just was fortunate to have a pretty good ping for a fifty six K. Um in Mason County. Yeah, of all places. Of course the phone lines here have been around forever, so I mean, I don't know. A lot of times that might slow it down too. I don't know. I just had a good experience online with the Dreamcast. I didn't ever have a problem with it. So um, I had a horrible experience, but Well, well no, actually I had a horrible experience with um I had a good experience with Star Online. Horrible experience with the um it wasn't Madden, but uh NFL. 2K. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah I played a lot of that too. Uh two K two. Two K two. Yeah. Yeah, that Pretty was good. Game. God that's oh, fuck. Friggin' Madden. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay, we're way off topic. Until way off dawn. Topic. Update 1.03, over 10.4 gigs. That is a bug. That's some, like, Colonial Marine shit. Hell, it was only 4 gigs. Yeah. Um, yeah. It always comes back to Colonial Marines. It's the new standard of bullshit. That's, I don't know. Yeah. Unity ought to be the new standard of bullshit. Um, yeah, there's, like, problems with not getting trophies. The Cannot invert the Y-axis controls for the right stick. So apparently during the years of development for this game, somebody didn't figure out if I try to invert controls, it doesn't work. Okay. So yeah, the game launched with, with control options, not working. Um, you know, she gets stuck in the, Ashley gets stuck in the tunnels of the sanatorium. Current save is affected by this issue. It would fix after you reload the save game. So hope it didn't break anybody saves. Jeez. Hmm. Especially in this type of game. This is kind of like a um, Walking Dead type game. So Yeah. That just reminds me of like uh, Zombie U. I never bought it because I read online about the uh, patches, that, or the, not the patches, but the bugs that were bricking saves. And uh, if you could play 15 hours of the game, and then you might get stuck in a room, and the door won't function, but you've saved. So you're stuck there. When you reload your save, you're there. And uh, people was some people were taking twenty and thirty playthroughs to get through it. Games, I mean, one or two even uh, areas like that's one thing. But when you get games that 
you're talking 10 gigs just to fix the freaking bugs there's something wrong man i don't know there's always gonna be lots of little bugs that are just negligible don't make a difference but 10 gigabytes that's a lot of shit that's screwed up final bonus content movie at the end of the game did not unlock that pissed you off yeah So see, I was just they rushed to get, get it out. Yeah, that's all they were doing. They were rushing to get it out, and they thought we'll patch it later because a bunch of dumbasses are going to buy shit before they read about it. And that's what Game happened. Prices when using the episode select menu. <laughs> that's that's always good. Yeah, I would love to see what um, the complete bug list was. And here's the fun one. This one has a whole backstory to it. 18 gig Destiny PS4 update. Um, did you read this whole thing, Scott? Ah, yeah, I read it a couple days ago. Um, Redownload the full 18 gigabyte patch yesterday. Didn't we talk about this last week? No, we did not. Because well, yeah, well, we already know how I feel about data caps and freaking games. Um, Wow, 18 gigabytes to download. See, I almost bought Taken King. Um, glad I didn't. I would have got it for Xbox, though, because it's on somewhere all my friends that play Destiny are. Uh, so it wouldn't have mattered anyways, because this is a PS4 bug. So if you're encountering a corrupted data error message, you may want to stop your download, clear your console cache, and then restart the download. Um, in the comments section, what on this is PlayStationLifestyle.net, there was a lot of people that were saying that they had to try four, five, and six times. Shit. 18 gigabytes of pop? Damn, Gina. $25 for that patch in Mason County. <laughs> I mean, jeez, Louise. Um, 18 gigabytes. That's just... I mean, I guess it's not a 40 gigabyte patch like Assassin's Creed. So, I don't know. I don't know. Destiny is just another freaking carrot on a stick. You know, keep dropping $60 every few months, buy some shit off of DLC, and we'll, we'll dangle that carrot in front of your face. I mean, I like the mechanics of it, but I just didn't have a lot of fun with it after about, well, I think I leveled the eight on the beta, and I think that was the max level you could go to, and it just, it just, when I watched the videos when the game launched, I got the same feeling. You know, it was like playing horde mode. They just kept rehashing the same uh encounters with a different mission text or something uh different level caps on the enemies things like that so eh, 18 gigabytes for shit whatever when destiny updated 2.0.1 went live yesterday many playstation 4 users reported that their system downloaded an 18 gig file labeled as update 1.17 only to have it be corrupted upon completion in a post on their forums, Bungie addressed the 18-point gig download issue. Thank you for your report on this issue. We are actively investigating why some players on their PlayStation 4 are being required to re-download the full 18-gig patch history. Boy, that makes Scott happy. Oh, yeah. We are also aware that this patch may be showing up as patch 117 on the console instead of patch 2.0.1. 
This appears to be the client version of the patch number. We apologize for the inconvenience, but please continue your download. I think if you have like internet that lets you play online, but it isn't excessively fast, <laughs> you know what I mean? Just yes. enough to get by, maybe have a decent game here and there or play something like this, but it's not going to scream through 18 gigabytes. I mean, I don't have any tr trouble downloading 18 gigabytes here. It goes fairly quick. Um, but more on this story, there was some guys that was taking them four five and six hours to download this. So, I mean, and then having to re-download it again. You spend a day or two trying to get this game to work because it was a stupid bug. I don't know if they update. Let's see. What is, uh... There's always shit that happens, though. Bungie's not really known to be terrible. So there's always going to be that statistical anomaly. That might be it. If it was uh, freaking Ubisoft, I yeah, big time rant. Seems the same thing. If you are encountering a corrupt data error message, you may want to stop your download, clear your console cache, and then restart the download. Some players are reporting that while the download says it's a full 18 gig, it actually, oh, hey, they, they write like I do, they skip words. It's a, or Dave Melter. It's a full 18 yeah. gig. It actually only downloading today's small patch. This is the expected behavior for PlayStation 4 downloads. However, we are still investigating reports for some players that they are required to re-download the full 18 gigs. So it's a um, it's a crapshoot. You may or may not be downloading a full 18 gig patch. So in Scott's case, you may get a four gig download, or you may end up getting it with a eighty eighty dollar cable bill. Yeah, yeah, like I paid eighty five dollars for Mortal Kombat without even getting a statue of Scorpion. Actually, if you want to go into even more, because I had got the game so cheap and justified, okay, I can buy the LC since the entire package only run me sixty dollars. I actually paid a hundred and five dollars for Mortal Kombat X because of data caps. <laughs> the total package, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lex Luger didn't even come with it. No, I mean, clearly he's got some sweat or something in a bottle. So, of course, I'd probably get high if I messed with it. <laughs> anyway, sorry, Lex. You sorry, have a Larry. retro game of the week, or just go straight to the movies? Uh, Super Dodgeball for regular Nintendo. Who would have thought that game was fucking fun? Um, you got I, I I don't know if there's some sort of like official dodgeball rules this follows or if they just made it up for the game. But you have like three guys on each side of the court on the inside game area, and then you have an outer game area. It has another three people, and these guys can't cross those boundaries. And you got like uh, if you hit like both B and A at the same time, they'll jump up, and then you can do like power spikes, or you can do the old double tap to make them run. And then you um, hit the B button, and they shoots the dodgeball across the screen and sometimes it, it just goes really fast and they try to dodge it on the other side obviously but the um sometimes you get like it looks like a little turbo football i'm guessing it's the ball flattening out from the velocity and it might punch through like 10 like all three guys so and they have health and you knock her hit points down as you play and you got to beat all the teams and then when you beat the game you got to beat your doppelganger it was dude the game is really fun uh do you remember river city ransom yeah yeah, it's, I, I think it's the same developer. It's at least the same damned artist because it looks like those characters. So it was really good. I was surprised. Um, 
I heard another podcast uh, talking about it a few weeks ago, and they weren't really – they were just talking about lesser-known games. And the one guy, I think he said something along those lines of, oh, yeah, or something stupid like Super Dodgeball. I ain't even played that. And the other guy's like, that game's actually really good. And I was like, well, hell, I got that. I'm going to give that a shot. Uh, really good. It's Pathy and Ass Punk. But anyways, really good game. Definitely, definitely cool. So, And the um, music in the last battle – E-Rock needs to cover that shit with Super Dodgeball Means Metal. Just saying. It's really, really good. Okay, huh. on to movies. Um, Star Wars trailer came out today. Well, yesterday. <sighs> We're finally talking about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dana's not showing up. Uh, man, I'm telling you what. We might as well just scratch the rest of shit on this list. <laughs> <laughs> it's on. Um... Um, Number one thing about the trailer is it didn't fucking tell me the plot. Thank God I don't know what the hell is going to happen. I mean, yeah, okay, some people are going to fight. We got that. I, I Whatever. There's going to be conflict. But there's not really any plot details. I mean, it kind of. I think there might have been a little bit about uh, Ray is Force-sensitive. But still, we don't know what's going on. So they didn't spell it out for us. Oh, I can tell you exactly what's going to happen. Han Solo is going to die at that water location they were at. Okay. Yeah, probably that. So, um, things that were revealed. Charger Binks is Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren. Yep. I'm excited yeah. about that. Yeah. <laughs> Me's going to finish what you just started, Annie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's going to be fucking fantastic. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I hate his voice. I'm going to if if it, I know it's not going to happen, but if I'm standing in the theater and he fucking pulls that mask off or gets knocked off and it's Jar Jar Binks, I'm going to stand up and slow clap. <laughs> Fuck it, if someone kicks my ass in the theater, I'm slow clapping that bitch. Um, it's going to be awesome. <laughs> but uh, Kylie Ren's voice is freaking terrible. Uh, it it sounds awesome. like a fan made Star Wars film, which really I guess this is what we have—a big budget fan film. Um, they went with the classic, typical villain dark voice. Why don't they just go ahead and get Claw to do the voice? Let's do something a little, maybe a little yes, more raspy voice. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to think of uh, evil. Darkness will corrupt your soul. Yeah, what? Why do that crap? You, you remember when Gollum got like real super serious and quiet when he spoke? How threatening he was. Yeah. And evil and dark. I'm not saying Williams sound like fucking Gollum. But maybe if they would have used that mindset of when they when they had him speak, maybe yeah. that would have been better. I don't know. Uh, the shot of Ren's too skinny. The I want shot, somebody physically imposing. I don't want to go like rock size, but Vader was physically imposing. Yeah. Um, Kylo Ren's like Finn Balor. I could whip Finn Balor's ass. I'm actually... Bigger than Finn Balor's 180 pounds. I'm 200 plus. So you've got an advantage if you get on top. Um, yeah, I can ground pound his ass. Yeah, I'm just saying. Though, no Kyle muscle weighs more than fat. But Growing. still, at least there is a. I mean, I, I can at least think I got a chance. Yeah. I'm Ren, I think I got a chance until he now, starts force pushing my ass. In, in universe, you got to remember, I mean. He's a, he's a, he's a dark Jedi or dark force. Yeah, no, I'm saying he's got is. the force probably, but yeah. I mean, shit. I mean, whiny bitch ass Anakin would kick a shit out of either one of us. Yeah, I know. So. He got the force. He's cheating. But 
He's got that midichlorines. Though, according yeah. to JJ, I think JJ is the one who did the interview. That's not ever spoken one time in this movie. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, I, I want the movie to tell a good story, not try to explain every nook and cranny of the universe. I mean, but people bitch like, when you don't explain everything, though. Yeah, I mean, well, show don't tell, right? Yeah, that's supposed that's, to be the mantra. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't need to know that midichlorians let you connect to the force. I heard enough when fucking Obi Wan was talking about it's a life force that binds us together. That's all the exposition on the force I need. It gives you fucking superpowers. Ten four, buddy. Yeah. You know, we're done. We don't have to go through all this crap. But I like the shot when it came up behind Kylo Ren when he was on that Star Destroyer. And he that was the intentional framing to make the helmet silhouette look like Vader from behind. Skinny Vader, but Vader nonetheless. Yeah. Um, I thought that was pretty cool and the lighting and everything. I was like, okay, I can believe this guy is fucking wicked. So It, the, it did uh, look like the cinematography was a lot like Empire. Yes. that's Yes, that's where I was going. Um the uh, there was so much though. I've only watched it twice. Can you believe that? Mm-hmm. Um, Han. The big reveal for me was that the Sith and the Jedi are all, are basically a, a myth in the Star Wars universe now. Like Han says something along the lines like, "No, the Jedi, the Sith, it was all real." Everything that was mind blowing. It happened. Yeah. yeah, it was mind blowing. I was like, seriously, because. The expanded universe, you know, before it got wiped out was, you know, Luke rebuilding the Jedi Order to, you know, to, to protect the galaxy and everything. Of course, that blows up in his face, which, I mean, it makes fucking sense if Luke is hiding to keep, um, because he's scared of himself and scared of what training Force users can do. Uh, shit, they look no further than the expanded universe. I mean, hell, Jason Solo freaking turned into another damn Sith Lord. Uh you know, and wiped out all kinds of people. So killed his own aunt and everything else. So, I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting take because I would never have imagined that's where they would have went with it. And I think what they might be going with is probably there's history and then there's the true history. Probably what they're going with. The real history is, you know, with with Luke and Vader and the rest of them, that that's kind of buried beneath the surface. Yeah, about him being yeah. his father and all that shit. Nobody really knows about that. That's yeah. Kinda, that's 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 very interesting. So um, that sound you heard. Everybody's gonna know about Princess Leia and all that, but her being Vader's kid and all that, nobody's or gonna Luke's know that sister shit. even. You know. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sure. Like, I'm sure everybody knows that Luke Skywalker's guy blew up the fucking Death Star and. The hero Probably. of the empire, they might not know that. Yeah, yeah, they, you know, um, but yeah, the whole idea of him hiding away to, which I don't know if that's exactly what they're doing, but it seems like maybe he's scared of himself, which fear leads to the dark side and all that. Mm. Um, I don't know. I, I, it's definitely wet my appetite. The only thing that's holding me back from just completely just going into complete fanboy mode with this is the fact that J.J. Abrams. I, I, he's made literally like one movie I like. So I just don't care for the guy's work. So, but we have, um, was it Kathleen Kennedy? I think so. And then we had, who's a producer. 
Um, then we have Lawrence Kasdan, who's one of the writers. Uh, so, you know, there's hope. I mean, Kasdan's kind of a big deal in the Star Wars history. It's and a so, new hope? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, there we go. So I'm, I'm very excited. And if we got somebody to rein in J.J. Abrams a little bit, somebody with some clout, like a fucking Kathleen Kennedy, then, all right then. So, the... Uh, Geeks, I think the one scene where Ray was in like it looked like a almost looked like a cave or a structure. I think it was a hangar bay of a star destroyer. So that must be that wrecked star destroyer on Jakku or Tatooine. I don't know why they just didn't call it fucking Tatooine. Um, the uh, I thought that was really cool. Uh, it's the most we've got to see or hear out of her. I think. I mean, she's kind of been there, but they haven't really said a whole lot about her. And there's a voiceover or a piece of dialogue or something to where um, someone's talking about the force and just telling her to let it in, maybe, or it's said at least while she's on screen. So I think it kind of indicates more and more that maybe she's the force user. Maybe she's the next chosen one or something. Whereas uh, Boyega, who plays, um, I'm starting to learn her names, I think Finn, the stormtrooper guy. Yeah. yeah um, stormtrooper. Yeah. When he whips that lightsaber out in that other teaser, he don't look like he knows what the hell he's doing with it. So, which, I mean, how Luke... I think he's the one that Luke's going to train. Who knows? I mean, yeah. He's got his fucking lightsaber. It's true. It's true. Why would she be the Force user if he's got Luke's lightsaber? I don't know. She was... No sense. We need to look at the other posters and see who else has been centered in the poster. Because she's front and center in the last poster. She's the f- focus of that poster. So, wasn't she the focus on another poster? There's a lot of posters, though, but which one's the official one that goes, that's going out to the theaters? I'm thinking of um, Struzan poster that came out a while back and then this current one. She's, she's definitely the, the center of the, the current poster. See what the Struzan poster looks like. Nope, she's front and center on that. And in this one, I don't know if we talked about this in the podcast or if this is with one of my friends. This is with one of my friends because we took a break because of car wrecks and injuries. Um, the uh, she's in the center between Kylo Ren and Boyega or Finn, whatever the hell his name is. Um, you know, you got dark side on one side, light side on the other, and there she is standing in the middle, and she's got like the blacked out eyes. I don't know if that's intentional for the eyes to be that dark looking or if um, it's just the effect of, of how they drew it. Uh, that's everything else looks fanboyish or some of them are really good, but they, the other posters I'm looking at, I'm not sure what's official and what's not. Most of them look like uh, fan made posters. You can kind of pick it up. Of course the, the current one kind of does too, really, but um, it wasn't Struzan. Yeah, the two big posters that I've seen, the two, this is the one that was released, I think, at D23, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, she's she's centering both of them. I think she's I think she's gonna be the focus of the trilogy. Yeah, she is. It's like she's just right, and in both posters, it's kind of got her framed as. 
being between the light and the dark or between the two factions. So, so is she neutral chaotic or neutral lawful? There we go. Look down some D&D. Sup, yo. Hmm. Well, I know Han dies, so. All in all, pretty good trailer. Just too bad you got JJ in charge. Um, the Falcon looked flipping awesome. The CGI was impressive for CGI. Uh, I thought the Starfighters, and they looked like they had weight. They looked like they actually, there was gravity affecting them in their environment. Uh, I don't know, the X-Wings looked freaking fantastic, and so did the Falcon. I mean, they just looked awesome. So when the X-Wing was peppering a TIE fighter before it blew up, it, it just, and that was just watching on my phone. It, the, it looked really good. I like. I can't wait to see it on the big screen. So definitely have to order me some tickets. Um, Kylo Ren's interrogating Poe Dameron, the new X-wing pilot that's supposed to be going on this special mission or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I wonder what he knows. And then um, looks like Han and uh, Ray and Chewbacca are captured at some point. So. I don't know. I'm really excited. Can't wait. Ant-Man Blu-ray release dated December 8th, according to, who is this? iDef Digest. However, if you go to iTunes, it says it's expected November 17th. Now, iTunes normally gets their stuff about a month to two weeks or so before. So... More importantly, I, about I would Ant-Man, check back with iTunes beforehand. Is when I think of Ant Man, I think of stormtroopers in blue and stormtroopers in red on that poster. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just like, are the stormtroopers going to be fighting each other? I, I got to see it. So, Ant Man, I haven't seen Ant Man yet. Um, I've had a few friends that went and saw it, and they said it was uh, really good. Um, I'll probably. See if I can get it on Voodoo or something when it comes out. So, definitely wanting to see it, and I just didn't go to the theater. I wasn't that excited for it. I mean, I like Ant Man. Don't get me wrong, but I had stuff to do, things, Lori. So. The Rock. Is has been talking about Expendables 4, but he doesn't want to play babyface, wants to play heel. And um, Sylvester Stallone has been talking about Expendables 4, and he said he made a big boo boo, made it PG 13. So, uh, what do you think? You want to rock in Expendables 4 and you want to play heel? Well. I mean, I'd like to see him play the bad guy. Um, he's been a baby face in most of the stuff he's done, uh, or he's been kind of a neutral character, uh, like in Fast and the Furious, where he started out as the villain and then turned and helped them out. But anyways, um, or Doom, which, fuck Doom, that movie sucked. Uh, Expendables 4. It wasn't really? his fault, it was just a shitty movie. And by, at that time, he had no... Well, I wasn't blaming him. It was a terrible script. 
you know. Um, he could have played in the Slayer Saints if we would have had an actual that fucking idiot. sequence where Keith Carl Urban takes the chainsaw and goes through hacking everything up. It was just it, it was shot like a video game. I was like, oh my god. I'm pretty sure they brought in Uwe Boll as a fucking guest director for that sequence. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Expendables three was okay, but it was definitely a drop in quality. And I mean, really, I think Expendables two was a drop too from the first one. It just I think it had a better villain. Because Van Damme, I think, knocked it out of the park. But I wasn't too impressed with Expendables 3. Uh, Ronda Rousey got on my fucking nerves with that her face. I would say I wanted to just punch it, but she would punch me harder and I would die. So whatever. Um, it's not that I don't that I dislike her face. It was just that expression she kept wearing on her face. It just I don't know. I, it just wasn't. It didn't work for me. But she don't really care because she's making money and I don't exist to her. Um, Mel Gibson, I didn't think was very good. I just, I just didn't really care for three that much. Um, it was okay, but I probably wouldn't take time to watch it again. Uh, it didn't make that much money domestically, but I think it made a profit worldwide. I think it's made more each time worldwide, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, maybe The Rock's just trying to inject a little bit of box office into the um, American side, but is The Rock really a big box office draw? No, Rock's never made money. I'm just saying, man. What was his last movie that he had? San Andreas would make like sixty million. Um, I'll look it up. Keep talking. Yeah. So I mean, that's domestic. I mean, I'm not sure, but it just seems like he. I don't know if he's a guy that's going to be the big star in a movie, and it's going to make two hundred, three hundred, four hundred million. Um. Guy makes money and DVD sales. I'm sure that's where they're making their money on his movies. But it just seems like his grosses are never really huge unless he's in something like Fast and the Furious. But that's already that was already established before he came along. I wish that every time he freaking touched a movie, it was $500 million gold. So, but... I like the Tooth Fairy, so it doesn't really matter. Great movie. Uh... Yeah. Hundred and fifteen million dollars. Well, that's not too bad. How much was the fucking uh, budget on that one? Not, I mean, and budgets hardly ever list the marketing cost. Uh, hundred and ten. But so between DVDs and worldwide release, he's probably all right. Um, I don't know what the worldwide release is though. Is it The Rock's fault that San Andreas made a bunch of money, or is it disaster movie fatigue? You know, or that the San Andreas didn't make a ton of money. Might be that too. So that's a movie I wanted to see. I didn't go see it. See, I was like, "Oh, The Rock versus an earthquake." Fuck yeah! So I watched that. I just didn't go to the theater and watch it, just like Ant Man. I was more excited about San Andreas than it was Ant Man, actually. Here we go, San Andreas. I like the trailer. Um, worldwide. Four hundred and seventy million four hundred and ninety. Yeah, there you go. Half a billion dollars. Production budget one hundred and ten. So the Rock made money back. Yeah, even if you take, even if you say that the marketing was one hundred and ten million, he still made money. So. So the Rock's worth it. He's worth it. Yeah, I'm just. One saying he's a box office Rock failure. Rock's also worth it. it. I said, smack you in the fucking mouth for what you just said about The Rock. 
Let's just smack the yellow off your I said he, I, I was saying that he makes money. He doesn't make egregious amounts. Yeah, he fucking he does. Hollywood. And I was wrong. Damn right you were wrong. That was just his last one. He's well, asked to fairy though. Yeah. I like the Tooth Fairy. I fucking thought the movie was great. When <laughs> he fucking used the air horn on that cat, man. I fucking I was, I was watching the trailer. I don't they already ruined that moment. I was like drinking a soda and I about choked on it. Because the cat just like he's like whoop. The cat gets <laughs> thought it was funny. So anyways, um high cinema here with the Tooth Fairy. That's what we're talking about. This is a rocking spandex. What more can you ask for? See, uh, Del Toro pr will produce Justice League Dark, renamed Dark Universe, gets a new director. You know, I, who the hell was the director? So it's Dark Universe. So I can assume that Justice League Dark is no longer just dark. It's going to be a dark universe. Um, Scott I like, I like Del Toro. Um... When he does dark, he does dark right to me. It's not just like, I want to make it dark and gritty just so I can be dark. Ugh, dark. You know, like a lot of these guys do. Like, we're going to make, we're going to have a gritty reimagining of this and a gritty reimagining of that. And Superman's going to be dark and Man of Steel and fucking punch Metropolis in the face. I mean, so there needs to be a shiny coat in these movies. I mean, it has to be somewhere. And if it's all dragged down in realism, and I mean, we're talking about guys from fucking Krypton that can fly around the fucking world in seconds, move the moon with his strength, and is impervious to practically all forms of damage except the hero of the week punch or the villain of the week punching him in the face. So I don't know, you know, um, I don't know why everything has to be dark. Well, they are making a Blue Beetle and. Um Booster Gold movie. So they're they're lightening up on their everything must be dark and serious. Except for the Booster Gold film. Booster Gold will will, will be happy. But, yeah, I bet. Yeah, but but you're gonna have you have to. They'll change it. They'll change it before it's over with. Well probably is is He will actually get as famous out. as he wants to be, and then he will he will fucking be like Axel Rose. And just stay high on fucking heroin all the time, and fucking run all of his friends off. Axel and wasn't the heroin addict. That that was the slash. slash oh, that's right. Axel was the clean one. No, he did pot, but because <laughs> that wasn't real drugs. Which I mean, to me, I don't give a fuck what people do. But um, I don't know. I just hope he doesn't pull like a Kurt Cobain or something in the movie because they got to be dark. Booster, Booster Gold is all about selling his products, selling himself. I can see him making some dark, cynical thing. I love Booster Gold. That's where departing is a, is a disappointment. I just don't see Booster Gold actually getting across to a mainstream audience. And considering the universe that DC's making, ugh. I don't know. I like I like some of the stuff with Booster Gold. And but. Suicide Squad is... That movie's going to suck. Based off the trailers and every picture I've seen, yes. But never know. Sucks. Holy crap. Don't forget people. that first Wolverine trailer. That thing was epic. And then that was the whole fucking movie. <laughs> so, uh, what terrible. When you look at the uh, Deadpool film. Deadpool is going to be awesome. Better be. It better fucking be. 
But um, in, according to this article on tracking board, it looks like they are still, even though Del Toro is going to produce, it looks like they're still going to go with his script. They're probably changing around a little bit once you get a new director on there. But I mean, I'm excited about the makeup of the team. Yeah, I mean, it looks like Swamp Thing and John Constantine, Zatanna. I forgot who else is going to be on there. Uh, Etrigan the Demon. Yeah. This was the first comic books I ever got when I was a kid. So, uh, I have exactly one issue of that book. I still have it. So, well, yeah, we'll, we'll see what they do. Seth Graham Smith is in negotiations to direct and write The Flash, the film, uh, which is a bad idea. I don't know how this guy got this job. Scott, how did this happen? Oh, Tommy oh. doesn't get it. Not there's anything well, wrong with that. This ensures that we are never going to get any work for DC, but that's fine. <laughs> I'm, ha I'm happy to work for Marvel for the rest of my life. Yeah, because they're way better. Even though yeah. I like Superman more than the whole universe. Well, yeah, I like DC, but I mean, I like, I like Batman's my favorite character, but Marvel does write better shit. <laughs> so. Absolutely. So. Um. <sighs> for those of you who do not know who Seth Graham Smith is, he wrote the horrible, horrible, horrible. How many times can I say horrible, Scott? Uh, I gotta get to bed here shortly. Um, very bad. Uh, Tim Burton film. God. Well, I'll see. It's I can't even remember which one it was. It's a shame that the words Tim Burton and bad are starting to go together on a pretty, pretty high basis. Yeah, so. but um, well, he wrote. Oh God, I can't even Dark, remember the ones he did, but I remember Dark Shadows. Dark Shadows was it. Yeah. Uh, Pride and Prejudice, Zombies, Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter. Yep. Lego Batman film. Hey, I did like that. No, you didn't, Scott. You're confused. I didn't like it. Uh, and now. He is doing the Flash film, and I well possibly, and maybe directing it. This guy's thirty nine years old. He is. He's like one out of four. He, he, he's just for me. Yeah, have you watched Lego Batman movies? No. I oh my gosh, movie. it's great! You hate Lego? Oh, yes. There's something fucking wrong with you, man. I'm starting to think you're a hipster in disguise. No, I, I watched the I watched the Lego movie and it was fucking horrible. The movie was fucking great. Everything no, was, was awesome. Horrible. It was just quick. Ah. The the directing was horrible. It was a shit fucking ah, movie. Batman. It's got a new sound system installed. So listen to dogs bark. And then it's his rap song. My life is dark. Yeah, I loved it. Um, it was horrible. Yeah, but he didn't write Lego movie. He wrote Lego Batman. And um, like a Batman, what's funny is like Batman gets in these fucking situations and shit's just out of fucking control and he can handle it. But like Superman will swoop in and fix it like real fast, real easy. And then he's like, hey, how you doing, Batman? Batman's just like, oh, you can just see he wants to strangle him, but he can't. So that's what I like about it because Superman just pisses him off like really, really bad. So 
But anyways, this guy, yeah, he fucking sucks. Sorry, dude. You suck. Um, he's he's as poor of a screenwriter as I am a novelist. I mean, <laughs> 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 that's bad. Um, Especially yeah, I mean, considering the fact that the, our last book was written in 2010. Yeah. I had a deadline that I wasn't expecting. <laughs> I was under a lot of stress. Uh, and it shows. The um, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, I, I've seen that, and it was it was fairly terrible. But it was like kind of like kind of like a TBS movie, but nowhere near as cult-like, because like, I watched it once, and I know he killed some shit on a train, and I believe a stagecoach. But I can't remember anything else about it. It was pretty forgettable. But didn't um, he write the book? Did he write the book? I hope not. Yeah, he did. He wrote well, the book. Well, there's no excuse if he wrote the and book. Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Yeah, he 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 birthed all that. Okay, so, then there's no excuse for the movie sucking. If he wrote the book and then he did the and he directed and he wrote the screenplay, there's no excuse for it not being anything close to being as good as the book was. That's like us. We wrote our screenplay off of the book. I mean, I mean, we wrote the screen, the book off the original screenplay, so everything should be good. Story-wise, I would say probably pretty good, just structurally not sound. But anyways, um, this guy, I mean, he he's a guy come along at a time when zombies were getting hot, and the 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 mashups were getting kind of hot, and he was the first one to think, I know what I'll do. Abraham Lincoln's gonna fight motherfucking vampires. Holy shit. That dude took that concept. He probably jotted it down on a fucking piece of toilet paper, about 10 words, and showed it to some dude, and some guy went, that's fucking gold. It is gold, but you Fuck yeah, it is. shit. Yeah. You I mean, ruined you it. it was, fucking novel and add fucking zombies to it. <laughs> <laughs> fucking genius. He's a genius in that regard. He's just not talented in, in other areas. So, It's like Paul Anderson. Yeah, yeah. Anderson's a, he's 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 he can be he can be a good idea man, but he's just very poor at execution. Very poor. Sorry. Let's move on to something that is good. Thor. This is from Joe Blow. Exclusive confirmed. Mark Ruffalo's Hulk will return in Thor Ragnarok. You're ready for this, Scott? I'm ready for it. I want to see Hulk smash some shit, and Thor should die. Because it's Ragnarok. Mm. So, what do you want to see in Ragnarok? I just told you. You want Thor to die? Yeah, I just need to see two things. I need to see uh, three things. I need to see Hulk smash shit, Thor smash shit, and scream verily a whole bunch, and then fucking die. Eh, I'll be satisfied. Give me some big fucking monsters. It's like a Pacific Rim kind of deal. I don't need a good fucking anything except robots punching monsters. <laughs> yeah. As far as I know, the intran intent and blah, blah blah blah. Intentress is supposed to be in there, and some other chick's supposed to be in there. But yeah. um, what I do want is for well, I, it'd be nice if um, I want Odin to die. I want Loki to win, and I want Jane Foster to die. That's what I want. Period. So I hate Jane Foster. She sucks. I like her in the comics. 
this hater on, on the Marvel films. Yeah, I want her to live just because it's fucking um, makes your wife happy. So Natalie you Portman. That, that, that's fucking <laughs> no, don't kill her off. I, I don't. I couldn't no. bear to see it. No, die. Wanted she didn't convince me in Revenge of the Sith that she died, so that doesn't count. Because that no. was one of the rare movies where she couldn't she's fucking horrible act. In the movies. She's pointless in the movies. She needs to die. She's pointless in the movies. Don't get me wrong. Well, then she kill her off. But it's Natalie Portman. Look, this is your Empire Strikes Back. She there should be a Natalie Portman rule. <laughs> no, she she's has to die. It doesn't matter if her fucking part matters or not. All that matters is that she's in the movie. Kill Love her Natalie off. Portman. She's you kill favorite. her off. Let Loki has to become the ultimate badass in this. You kill her off. You kill Odin. That way, now Thor gets all, oh, this is my family. And so he fucking, Thor becomes, no, the all-father in this. So he becomes God now. That way he has the power to whoop ass. And he needs to have that event to where he can swear off Loki as his brother. And they're, they need to evolve that relationship beyond what happened in the first movie. It hasn't really went anywhere. Thor and him meet up. Loki, be my brother. Come back to me. And then Loki's like, oh, I'll do that, and fucking stabs him or something. And um, we need to move beyond that. It, just needs, it needs to go from I'm trying to rescue him, which we've done in two or three movies, to just I'm going to fucking destroy this little bastard. You know, it's another element. There needs to be some sort of closure at some point. But yeah, make him Dude. Thor the Allfather. And get away from this fucking, oh, what we do is, is we, some people call it magic, you call it science. Fuck off with that shit. Jesus Christ, why would Marvel ever do that? I'm so annoyed of that fucking line still all these years later. Because you don't want to say God. It, it, they're, they're Norse gods. The only people that worship Norse gods these days are fucking white supremacist. <laughs> Odinist. That's a white supremacist. Or race pure. You know, that's what they are. I mean, there's nobody really out there worshiping Odin and Thor and Balder and all these guys. I mean, if there is, wow. Okay, they probably live in some other country. But Well, I mean, you just, have to set up the Infinity Gauntlet. So, yeah. And let's, let's just be honest. Um, Poor Red Sun. Well, Anthony Hopkins isn't going to be around much longer. No, kill kill that fucking character off. Make do pull a red sun. Thor thinks he knows what's best for everybody, and in order to like you know put one of those stories on film before somebody else does, you know you got a guy that's got Superman like qualities. I mean, he's a little depowered, but whatever. You know, have him be like, I'm the All Father. I'm gonna I'm gonna protect you know uh, Asgard, but fuck it, I'm gonna protect the nine worlds. I'm gonna. I will take control, do it all, and then he gets drunk with power. Maybe they gotta take him out later. That would be cool and original for the Avengers. You know what I'm saying? So, minus, I guess Ultron kind of did that, but yeah, because that's what Tony Stark did. He put a shield around the world. Yeah, but, well, I'm, um, thinking, I'm, I'm talking cinematically. You. Mm, I'd be, it'd be interesting. I'd be pretty badass. And Thor can 
can throw down with the Hulk. I mean, he may he, he's not as powerful as the Hulk, but he can throw down with the Hulk. And maybe if he becomes the Allfather, maybe he gets a little more strength and power or access to other weapons. Well, I want Thor to be the, the one to kick Thane's ass. Th Thanos' ass, not Thane. Thane's his son. Thanos' ass. It's going to be fucking Iron Man that does it. Get the fuck over that shit. No, fuck it. I want him to die. Yeah, Iron Man needs to fucking die. I want Iron Man to, to die, and I want Thor to be the one to be the fucking savior of the universe. Sorry. I want I want Thor to pick up Tony Stark's fucking corpse and it's still in the armor and wield it like fucking Mjolnir. <laughs> <laughs> and he knocks the motherfucker into like a supernova or something. Yeah. And then Thanos dies. Yeah, I would love to see Thor be the guy, but it's going to be Tony Stark, and that's that's all Robert Downey Jr.'s fault. Yeah, yeah, he's done that. Awesome. He has a contract. Yeah. yeah, he'll be the one that takes out Thanos. So, yeah. He's the one to fucking stop the thing in the Avengers, and everybody else was clearly the B team. Um, I don't remember how fucking Avengers 2 ended. Um, Tony Stark took off to go and nail Pepper Potts, and it was um, Thor took off to go drink mead. Uh, by Forrest, and it was uh... <laughs> I fucking love Thor. I'm sorry. He's a fucking. It's he's a drunk fucking hippie. Yeah. That's why I want him to fucking be the hero at the end of the movie. What's he say in the first movie? You people are so petty and little, <laughs> or small. You yeah. people are so little, or so petty and small. You know, one of the yeah. movies. I don't know what fucking one it is. They're arguing around. Captain America at the new Shield headquarters and with, with the new Avengers. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and then he smashes the fucking glass and Thor. Yeah, yeah. I like this drink. <laughs> Bring me more. Yeah, yeah. Now when he fucking got the armor and the powers back and Thor and fucking destroyed that robot. That uh, yeah, yeah, the destroyer. Yeah, and when he destroyed the destroyer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. First Thor was awesome. I thought it'd be total shit, but it was awesome. Uh, yeah, I mean, when I first heard they were going to depower him for the movie, basically to save budget, I was like, ah, oh, fuck. They're going to blow this. So I was thinking like Beastmaster 2 or something. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah. fuck. And then I watched Thor and I'm like, yes, yes. I mean, there was a journey there, man. It was good. I thought they did an excellent job with it. Yeah. I hated uh, Thor too, but yeah, it, it was eye candy. That was all I really thought of it. But kill Jane Foster. Epic battle with Loki. Well, I really want them to do is have Thor lose everything. This is his empire. And then Infinity Gauntlet, Thor's like, the only way you can defeat Thanos is if we go back to Asgard and we defeat my brother Loki. And I reclaim the throne and I become the Allfather. And then you have all the Avengers and all of the Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy take on. This is like your Two Towers moment. Yeah. And they go in and they kick Loki's ass. You have that epic battle. And then he becomes the Allfather at the end of the movie. But like a guy I work with said, that ain't going to happen. This is the end of the trilogy. So it has to happen now. It fucking sucks. But yeah, you you have uh, Loki and Hulk and all that bullshit. 
Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk's going to be in this one. This is going to be the kick flip Stainers in the face at the last moment. Um, <laughs> all of this bitch. Um, it'll be fucking Tony Stark in no fucking armor. I'll bet you anything. So he can look you know, always exposed. He's weak. And he's going to run up and fucking put the gauntlet on and fucking pull a Kano and rip Thanos' heart out. That sounds like a great ending, actually. Mm-hmm. Regardless. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? What am I complaining about? Yeah, fuck yeah. Um, yeah, whatever. It is what it is, man. I'm, I expect Star Lord to roll in with a pack of Velociraptors at the very least. So. Yeah. <sighs> well, shit. I really want Jane Foster to die. Oh, when Thor hits fucking Hulk with that hammer on the helicarrier, that was fucking badass. Yeah. And he fucking just, boom, just takes him out. I was like, and then he takes shot to the face from the Hulk and he's still standing. It's like, damn. (laughs) Three more pieces of news. We'll get through this real quick. Yeah, I gotta go to bed. Josh Gadden and Ryan Dixon write, uh, Gorgeous George buyout for WWE Studios. I don't know anything about Josh Gad. What what does he do? Fucking clue who he is. Josh Gad. Jesus Christ. He lost the genetic lottery. (laughs) 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 Yeah, he looks like someone fucking smashed in Jack Black's face. Sorry, dude. Um yeah, I'm superficial. Go fuck yourself. Uh, his movie obviously sucked because he's got a flat face. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Josh Gad. But so there's going to be a. Um, I know WWE has talked about doing a Gorgeous George film for a long time, and I guess they are finally going to actually make a Gorgeous George film. Not quite sure how well it's going to work because it is WWE. Mm. And WWE likes to um, lie a lot. Yeah. We'll see what happens with that one. Not really interested. I mean, I, I, I like Gorgeous George and all that, but eh. Assassin's Creed movie. Dark voices. It's going to be dark. Mm. It's going to be dark stuff happening in the dark alley. Michael Fassbender being all dark. Um, he'd be a good Booster Gold. Uh, Magneto for Booster yeah, Gold? Yeah, fuck yeah, man. Yeah, did you see him in... Um... No, never mind. Wrong guy. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, wrong actor. Uh, the less that Ubisoft has to do with fucking the Assassin's Creed movie, the better based on their films or their games. But overseeing all of this is Ubisoft motion picture CEO, Jean-Julien Baronet. And he's, and he's recently engaged in a lengthy interview with Francois Legere, a journalist at the French film magazine premiere. Um, they want to break with the suspect quality of most video game, the film adaptations of the past. Well, mm. when you start making fucking bug-free games that work on launch day, yeah, I would like to see somebody do that. It's not 
video games can clearly be made into good films. I don't see what's so hard about it. The problem is, they, as we've said before, they don't hire a quality staff. They don't uh, writing staff. They they get guys that's fucking film commercials, you know, and that's all they've ever done to direct them. Uh, and that works out sometimes, you know, but not very often. Uh, they never get anybody the proven track record that's made anything worthwhile. That's why these movies fucking suck because they want to slap a license on it. It doesn't have. To, they they want to blame the source material. These these critics will say, "Oh, you can't make a good movie out of video games." You can't tell me you can't make a good fucking movie out of some of this shit. A League of Assassins. We've had movies about leagues of assassins. Assassin's Creed is rich with fucking content. So it just requires a good writer and a good director and a decent actor. So well, they got a great actor. Yeah, they they have that damn straight. Yeah. We promised him that we could work with the script writers and that we're going to bring him in all of the key creative choices. The tone clearly would be a fairly heavy one, particularly going by Crusoe's track record. And, but while Assassin's Creed won't have much in the way of quips and pithy one-liners, Baritone says, we obviously want the film to have depth, but also to be fun, and there will be some lightness. Uh, Baritone also reveals the Assassin's Creed movie will learn Moline a little more heavily on a sci-fi angle than a video game with its story more evenly split between past and present. Where the scenes set in the present were relatively brief in the game, Assassin's Creed the film will see Fassbender playing two characters separated by time. Yeah. Sorry. Got a text from Dan. He won't make it bad timing. He listened to the show from last week and he liked it. He's a, he's a fool. <laughs> It's bad taste in podcast. Yeah. Saying. Uh, well, we got one viewer. And they screw up Assassin's Creed. Same for Splinter Cell. Splinter Cell is fucking every spy movie ever made. You know? Fucking, they got Tom Hardy. So, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we can just keep our fingers crossed that someone hits it out of the park with one of these properties finally. I mean, Resident Evil. There's so not anything related to what happens in the games. I'm not even talking about story content. I just mean you got like survival horror in the first, you know, seven or eight games, whatever. And then you watch Resident Evil, the uh, movies, and it's just, it's just oh, kung fu y action y crap. I mean, you know, I don't know. You never feel like the lead character, I mean, she never feels like she's in jeopardy. Because she's such a badass. So. First film, she seemed like she was jeopardized, but then they just went ape shit with it. Yeah, once she realized that she was this this badass agent, like, yeah, it had a good lead, like maybe 20, 30 minutes in. It's like, oh, this is starting out really good, and you got some cool shots. They're creepy. You kind of felt the the atmosphere of the games, that, that scariness, that claustrophobic, oh, shit, what's down there? And then it's like all of a sudden she's – Doing flying karate kicks to freaking zombie Dobermans. Okay. Did you ever read the script by George A. Romero? No. That's who they originally went with. Yeah, that makes sense. But then, I mean, everything took place, other than the first like 30 minutes or so, everything took place within the mansion. And then 
But whatever. Um, Moving last on. Last piece of news real quick. Ratchet and Clank official trailer. Did you watch that? No. All right. I, I, think did, so. I, didn't, I didn't see that down there on the next page. Uh, don't click it. We won't have the rights to it. Um, don't forget, everybody, Ash versus Evil Dead premieres on Stars on the 31st. So uh, I think we have a show um, next week. Let's see. Uh, yes, we will remind you next week to watch it. So um, I'll check it out. My bad. It was just on the next page. Yeah, we had a lot of movie news. Okay. Um, I have nothing else for anybody to watch this week. So, Star Wars trailer. Watch it. Yeah, watch Star Wars trailer. Okay, that's it, people. Good fucking bye. Bye.